0: Good morning, it's lovely to be able to share with you this morning. As you've heard we are thinking about the story Jesus told of the wise and foolish builders and before I start I should uh, confess that I am no builder. Anything I construct is likely to collapse regardless of whether it has foundations or not, but Jesus was probably in the building trade. His father Joseph was a carpenter and most likely he would have taught his son how to work with wood and work alongside other tradespeople in the building trade, in construction. So Jesus probably had first-hand experience of building houses and uh, and other types of, uh, of building and uh, perhaps some first-hand experience of houses that uh, were built without foundations. So he knew what he was talking about. Well, this story appears twice in the Gospels, once in Luke, which is the, uh, the version that was read to us just now, and once in Matthew. You may have spotted that the version in Luke does not refer to any sand. Matthew's version talks about building on rock versus building on sand, whereas in Luke's Gospel, the difference between the, the wise and foolish builders is that one builds with foundations and the other builds with no foundations. So it's the same story but just with slightly different circumstances. And you can imagine that Jesus told this story many times over the years that he travelled with his disciples and uh, spoke to lots of different people. And perhaps he chose which version to tell, uh, depending on the geography that was around him. Perhaps if there was rock and sand in front of them, maybe the Sea of Galilee on the shore, then rock and sand made sense. In another place, perhaps on the hills, it was a question of you'd have to dig down in those places to get a firm foundation. And that's the story that Luke tells. I mean, as a disciple, you've probably heard this story many times, and you can imagine their eyes rolling a bit once Jesus starts the beginning of the story. Oh, I've heard this one before. But Jesus told the story to illustrate a very specific point, and that was this. That it's all very well to hear my words, but if you don't put them into practice, well, it's like a foolish builder. The beginning of the story that we read from Luke starts with these words. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. And so he goes on to talk about the wise builder. And in Matthew 2. The beginning of the story starts in a similar way. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. In fact, Matthew's version comes right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has given uh, his followers this long discourse, a lot of challenging teaching, and Jesus concludes with this simple story, essentially saying, fine, you've heard all these things, but if you don't go and put them into practice, you've really missed the point. And that is the first point of what I wanted to say, really. Jesus told this story to illustrate the need to be practical, the need to apply the words that we've heard. I know for myself, I'm often guilty of hearing things and not putting them into practice. Maybe church in a sermon or maybe I've heard from God so I'm reading the Bible or in another context and I can register it in my head yeah I get that but do I always put it into practice it's essential as part of our Christian living that we think about that we make a choice to actually apply what we've heard just as a builder has to choose where he builds So the second point is really, if you'll excuse the pun, digging into Luke's story a little bit. The story that Luke chooses to recount. And that's the one where it's necessary to dig into the ground and build your foundations once you've got down to a level of rock. Now that sounds like hard work. I've done some digging in the garden uh, and occasionally I've helped somebody who's been digging deep to make foundations. And from my experience, the first foot or so is fairly straightforward. But the deeper you go, the harder it gets. And I think that's a reflection of the Christian life. It isn't always easy to apply the words of Jesus. There are tensions between the way that we want to live, our natural instincts, and the things that God calls us to do. It's not an easy path to be a follower of Jesus. There's a reference here to Jacob. Uh, Jacob was the grandson of Abraham. Abraham called by God and Jacob was also called to be uh, in God's plan for the people of Israel. But Jacob wasn't somebody who would naturally choose to dig deep and build on foundations. Jacob was much more of a, let's say, somebody who liked to find the easy way to achieve things. If he could trick his way to his goal, he would do so. He tricked his brother. He tricked his own father on his deathbed. Uh, He he ended up having to run away from home and went to live with his uncle. And his uncle, who was also a bit of a deceiver, They, between them, tricked each other a number of times and eventually Jacob had to leave his uncle and flee back to uh, the place where he used to live, where his brother was waiting for him. And and Jacob was a little anxious at this point. He didn't know what sort of reception he would get. And it it became a bit of a crisis point in in Jacob's life, if you like. He, He had to decide what sort of man he was. Did he really want to carry on being a deceiver. That's what the name Jacob means. And at that point in his life, God met with him in a very unusual way. God actually physically came to him during the night and they wrestled. They actually physically wrestled all through the night. And at the end of that experience, Jacob asks for God's blessing. And God does bless him, but he also gives him a new name, And the new name he gives him is Israel. Israel, of course, a well-known name to us, the name that became the name of the whole nation of God, the people of God. But it means he struggles with God. He wrestles with God. The point being, of course, that actually being a follower of God, being someone who's trying to put into practice the things of God, that takes effort it's a struggle. So if you are someone who finds it difficult to sometimes be a Christian, to, to follow what God says, then don't be discouraged. That is very much part of the experience. You have to dig deep and make those foundations firm. But it's worth it. So the third point, we've found the foundations, we've, we've dug deep and we have started to build our house. In fact, we've got to the point where we've constructed a decent looking home. And we look across the way and there is somebody else who's been building, but they've built on sand, whereas we've built on rock, same. Now, you compare those two houses, how are they looking? I'd suggest they probably look much the same. The difference, of course, is the foundations, but you can't see those. It may be that the house that's built on sand looks a bit nicer. I mean, they've not had to put the effort in for the foundations, for example. Maybe they've built a conservatory on the side. But the foundations are there. And they make a difference when the storm comes. When the storm comes. You know, sometimes we look at our lives as Christians. And we wonder, well, how am I different to my neighbour? And on the face of it, perhaps not very much. We're both decent people. We do the right things. But when the storm comes, the foundations make a difference. The fourth point, really, is that the storm comes to both houses. Now, that seems obvious, in the story but sometimes in life we like to think that we're special because we follow god that somehow we won't experience the same things as other people we're protected well we're in the middle of a storm right now aren't we the coronavirus and its effects has impacted the whole world the storm has hit us all in different ways yes we can call for god's protection and it's right that we do Not just for ourselves, but for those we love and for those around us, our communities. But the storm comes to us us all. We we have to meet the challenges, the same as everybody else. But we have a firm foundation. The storm is not going to wipe us off our feet. It's not going to collapse our building. Our roof might leak a bit. We might need to uh, sort out the guttering. But... Our foundation is firm. So don't be surprised that we're in the storm with everybody else. But be reassured that your foundation is there. And lastly, our fifth point. If you're on a firm foundation, if you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm glad that I have this trust in God, that I believe in God, then... Don't let that be the end of the story for you. Look out of the window and see those around you whose foundations are slipping, whose life maybe is moving under their feet. They're anxious, they're worried. In that situation, one of the things that God calls us to do is to love our neighbour. Love your neighbour as you love yourself, Jesus said. So here's an example of where... It's not just a question of hearing what God says, but doing it also. In this situation, reach out to those whose foundations are slipping and be there to be their support and their help. Finally, I just want to bring a verse to you from Psalms. Uh, Psalm 97 also talks about foundations. In fact, it refers to the foundation of God's throne. The beginning of Psalm 97 says, the Lord reigns, let the earth be glad. And then it goes on towards the end of verse two to say this, righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Righteousness and justice. You know, when we talk about righteousness, it's, it's not, it's, we're not talking about self-righteousness. Christians are not self-righteous because we can't make ourselves righteous. We are people who've admitted our own failings. We are righteous, as in we are right with God, simply because Jesus has died for us and we accept his salvation. So righteous means being right with God. Justice means doing what is right. You see, it's not enough simply to be right with God, to be righteous. We also have to be just. We have to be acting on that righteousness. The foundations of God's throne are righteousness and justice. And our challenge for us is to be righteous and justice in our own lives. Not just hearing the word of God, but doing it also.